Welcome to the Construction Pals Podcast, brought to you by LinkPal, your source for the latest in the construction world. Hard hats off, headphones on, and let's get started. Welcome back. I'm Jason. I'm the host of the Construction Pals podcast. And again, we are here to bring together industry experts and community members to talk about all the important issues in the construction industry. This is our second episode of a series with Mark Mitchell, the wizard of building materials, sales and marketing, and Yasser Masudnia, the CEO of LinkPal. If you missed the first episode with Yasser and Mark, please check it out here. We are going to be displaying a link as well for you to uh, research and, and see more on that. And we're going to discuss how to grow your building material business um, continually. And in this episode, we're focusing on tearing down the construction industry's comfort zone. And Mark, what a great way to start, I think, by really getting your perspective. Is the construction industry stuck in a comfort zone? And, and on that note, right, thinking more holistically about diminishing returns when you're restricted to a particular comfort zone. So over to you, Mark, to kick us off on this topic number two. Well, I think that we're going through some real disruption. Uh, we have a number of uh, companies and and people in industry that I, I jokingly say that we have too many old white guys in this industry. Okay, and uh, and so and and we have companies that act like an old white guy. Okay, and and a way to think about this many times is like you look at someone who's successful. So let's say I'm a roofing contractor and uh, I'm 62 years old and I'm a large roofing contractor in Poughkeepsie, New York. Maybe I'm the biggest guy in Poughkeepsie, right? Well, you know, if you'd asked me when I graduated from high school, you know, what my life was going to be like, how much money I was going to make, I would never have thought that I'd be making, you know, you know, a million dollars or more a year now and with a high school education. Like, I'm kind of on top of the world. I got things figured out, right? The last thing I want is any new or different ideas, okay? Everybody comes to me. Everybody knows me. And and I can tell them all that new stuff. You don't want that. You, you know, trust me, you want the, the, old, you want the old stuff. And uh, so we got that kind of customer that's that has dominated. But now it's amazing to see uh, the other side of that is many building material businesses are there's it's it's easy to say I'm an insulation contractor. It's easy to say I'm a painter. It's even easy to say I'm a home builder. Okay, um, now it's hard to run that business and do it successfully, but it's it's relatively easy to just just say you are. So we have we have also a number of people who are very good at a particular. I'll use the word trade. Uh, but they just happen to fall into their running their own business. They they really don't like the running business part. They just like doing doing the, the work, um, and so so they traditionally go along and and uh, hopefully hopefully make it, but never make it great. But now I've noticed a number of people that have entered the industry, and I call them very smart 
business people who just happen to decide to be in the roofing contractor business. They could be successful in the car wash business. They could be successful in the vet, I don't know, uh, <laughs> dog care business or something. But, you know, and it's interesting to see, you know, how successful these people are. And if I were trying to sell somebody, I would be going to those up and coming people because they're open to new ideas. They're open to doing things. They aren't interested in following in the footsteps of the old white guy. Um, and, uh, and so that's a, that's been a change I've just, you know, seen over the last, uh, maybe three years where, uh, I think some people have recognized that this is a great industry that is overlooked. And so everybody, oh, I want to go work in high tech. I want to go work here. I want to go work there. Well, that's fine. But you know, that there's a lot of competition there. And and it's it's much easier to be a rock star in the building materials or construction industry. And I think some people are waking up to that. And Mark, one of the reasons we're so excited to have you on the show is your your candor and transparency. I mean, it's very important, right? When you talk about the industry and the transition that's happening, the speed of change and innovation it, between AI, financing, digitization, uh, it's, it's intense. And again, to build on our last discussion, it's moving rapidly. And a lot of the, the um, old timers or folks that have been around for a while, as you've mentioned, you know, for them, you know, technology is a word that describes something that doesn't work yet. Uh, in, in some instances, at least some of the discussions, you know, we've had with folks getting them to understand things. So what will be that being said, some of the biggest challenges in adopting these new technologies that will help uh, get out of the comfort zone and, and be aligned in lockstep with the acceleration that's happening. Uh, big thanks due to COVID-19. You know, the, one of the things I've noticed is it's not that people think that technology is not good. The issue is that every month they're presented with a new technology solution. And, and most of the time they'll look and say, wow, that, that would help my business. That's a good idea. Uh, but so would this one, and so would this one, and so would this one. And so if you're you know, not real tech savvy, it's kind of like saying, they got this thing called Photoshop. It could do amazing things with it. Now, you're going to need to spend about 90 days in classes and so forth to learn how to put, you know, your wife's head on the dog, okay, and, and make it look good, right, and, uh, or change the sunset or whatever Photoshop can do, right? And I find they tend to look at everything, no matter what you tell them. Like, if you, if you, you know, you sign up for Salesforce, you sign up for HubSpot, okay, wonderful tools, but unbelievable learning curves and change. They're not easy. And so here comes somebody with an inventory management thing or somebody here with a, you know automatic uh, plan drawing or an estimating program. All, they, they all sound wonderful. But I, I, I'm finding more uh, companies, it's not that they're resisting, but they're saying, I can only digest so much at a time. So maybe I can take on one new change a year or maybe two. Uh, and so I think that, that I seen that. So one of the challenges I find with technology is to uh, is to is to one realize your your what all you're competing with, and then to be able to present yourself as a way that is becomes more important than the other things they may want to do, and uh, and also things that you can do to 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 actually prove to them. You know, what is the adoption curve? How much investment in time is it going to take 
for me to get this used, you know, working and using this uh, to change our internal habits. And a final thing I've, I've seen where I was working with a company that had this amazing new software that would help a company lower their maintenance costs on, on uh, doors. And uh, these are like $10,000 automatic doors. And, uh, and so somebody like Home Depot, you know, might have 4,000 of these doors. <laughs> and so when a door is broken, it's like, okay, the pressure is get it fixed now, okay? But maybe that door should be replaced instead of fixed. Maybe that door's still under warranty, okay? Well, most customers don't know those things. And so they'd put together an amazing software, which would, which would instantly be able to say to the facilities manager, oh, door number 859, here's, you should repair that, okay? Oh, nope, that's covered by warranty. And here's the person that will fix it for free. Or, you know, this is at the end of its life. It probably is a better thing to just get a new door. Um, and they went and took it to their customers and, and the customers were not interested. And then they came to me and said, Mark, what did we miss here? So I went and, and met with the customers and, and I got that same story. It's like, Mark, that's a great thing. But like we, we get great things every day. And then when I turned the story around to about how this would enable them to show their management, like how, how much, uh, how smart they were, how much the prudent way that they're managing the company's money, all of a sudden when they saw, oh, I will look great to my boss, as opposed to this is why it's good for your company, all of a sudden they couldn't, they couldn't uh, sign up fast enough. So sometimes, you know, it's, it's also, you know, we think about a guy works for a company, so I should go and tell him why it's right for the company. But if his boss isn't looking for this, that's not on his list of things to do. He's not looking for, oh, oh, more work for me. Oh, that sounds good. And a little risk in case I recommend this and it doesn't work. I, I like that. You know, now, not so much. <laughs> and the one constant in all this seems to certainly be that you're more likely to get collaboration if it's a moving forward, if it's a mobile or some type of a digital initiative. And we know that, and, and this will be part of kind of the next uh, item to talk about, but we know that this is very concerning in this particular space. And you have to start with the fundamentals. If you think about companies that come in like LinkPal being able to provide financing and payments made easy. But the other thing is this constant this dichotomy, right? Uh, this barrage of technology solutions versus the risk of doing business as usual. So when it comes to that, if you could simply describe some of those risks uh, to the businesses that are operating today that are just towing the line, you know, what are those inherent near-term risks they're going to face in this environment that you've so eloquently described in the discussions we've had? Well, I, uh, very closely related to this, I, I'm uh, working with a, um, I'm working with a company that acquired uh, two products from a large corporation, and the large corporation just decided, ah, we're just going to go out of, we're just, we're just, we don't, we're going to stop making this and selling it. Doesn't fit with our future, even though it was several, you know, I don't, I don't know, ten million dollars or something. Um, and so, literally, one of their salespeople saw, wow, I sell a lot of this stuff, and and was able to to buy the you know buy the I'll call it the the formula the rights to the products and found somebody to manufacture it and uh one of the things that that he found was uh that this big corporation uh, had very set and strict uh credit policies and so there were customers that were you know 
would buy more, but the company wouldn't give them, uh, you know, a big, a big enough line of credit. Uh, and just, the, just the way that they did things. And so he was able to reassess each customer. I mean, we're talking, I don't know, hundred customers, not, not 10,000, but, you know, uh, but he was able to sit down with them and reassess their credit and, and, and in many places, uh, you know, give them better terms or increase it. And boom, you know, he not only kept the comp- kept the customer, but he, they became a bigger customer. Well, and it goes back again, as you just were alluding to there, if you get the fundamentals down, the level of everything you do will rise. So having a solution that's going to give you that flexibility to scale, absolutely critical. And you know, when we think about new technologies, we get a lot of questions you know, from building suppliers that are out there in, in the media talking about technologies. You've got advanced items, construction roadblocks and, zone, and drones. Uh, certainly AI is red hot and 3D printing. But again, I, I want to go back and reiterate the importance of the fundamentals. Without that, it's really difficult to take on the other. So what, from that kind of a lens, what are some of the top technologies you believe today that these building suppliers absolutely must have to then proceed onward and leverage some of these other technologies? Well, I think that the, the, um, the most important thing that they have to have is the foundation of everything, and that is, that is as good a website as they can have. And, and it's surprising how many have just really bad websites. And uh, you go to their website and you don't have any idea what they're what they make or why what, what am I what is this? Uh, it, it, it's amazing how many companies just make that mistake. It's it's hard to navigate. It's not inviting. And, uh, you know, so that's certainly uh, another thing that's happened, I think, is because of COVID, we sit home today and we go We've been trained by Amazon how to consume inf- when we're making a product decision. How to con- we want to consume information? So you think about you go to an Amazon page. There's the you know the name. Of, what is this product? <laughs> there's a picture. Right under that are okay. There's some reviews and it looks like 400 people gave it four and a half stars. So I can feel good there. Uh, oh, this I could get this in two days. Uh, here's the price. Uh, and not here's uh, a thousand words about the product, but here are five bullet points, the main, most important things that, that I'd want to know. Then if I want to scroll down and get a little more information and I want to see people's questions or read reviews or see what some alternative options are, they've just kind of made it really smooth and easy and quick to go through. And how many companies' websites today it's like you're you're going oh where where am I supposed to go okay it's like you're you're in this you know you're in the, you're lost in a jungle or something you know and and so that's that's one uh, the other one I I find companies just really miss the boat and that is that people are looking online today for answers to their questions. They're not looking for why is my product better. They're looking for, uh, you know, how to do a better job with credit or, or how to, uh, you know, how to uh, uh, attract and retain more of my, you know, better installers or whatever, you know, or quote better or what do I do about warranties and things like that. And, uh, and the companies that provide the, the best helpful information attract the most people to their websites and then the people associate wow uh this they give me really great advice i'll bet they're actually pretty good to do business with 
And, and, you know, so many people have to, oh, well, if we're going to write a blog post or do a YouTube video or a podcast, it has to be about five reasons why our product is the best. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, share some of your great knowledge, you know, and then, you know, they'll put two and two together, you know, but they have a hard time doing that. Um, the, the third one is the need to respond literally instantaneously today that, uh, I was uh, reading the other day where people want a response within like five minutes. And so we're used to, if I, if I order something from Amazon, I know, yep, we got your order. Uh, I know it shipped. I know when it's going to arrive. Um, and so when I see a business-to-business product and I, and I inquire about it, whether I fill out a contact form on a website or however I do it, um, you know, I expect an answer back. I'm interested right now. Not, you know, I've got one client that everything has to go through their salespeople. Well, their salespeople get so many inquiries per week. They, it, you know, it's like maybe four days later that you might get a phone call from this person, and maybe you'll be home to answer the call. Okay, or you know, and I'm like, what? You know, and uh, and so they don't see the value, and so that's why we've seen things like chat boxes pop up because that's a, a way that a person feels like I got instantly responded to, even if it's just a computer, you know, trying to answer a question or record something, and so that. That ability to respond literally as instantaneously and to use all the technology tools that enable you to do that. Uh, those are the big things I think uh, companies have to do. Mark, uh, on that note, right? I mean, and we've talked about it. Credibility, it's not just the content expertise, right? It's, it's that plus the presence that you put forth in the marketplace through things just like we're doing today, having an open dialogue. Um, certainly search engine optimization is a key one. But I think, you know, like you said, going back to the basics, talking about the website and do they do a good job delivering a solid kind of highlighting the customer problems, message flow, big ideas, call to action, and then this instantaneous environment we live in. And I guess it's appropriate to kind of round out and, and complete our discussion with, with Yasser to kind of talk a little bit about some of, you know, reflecting on some of these things and also saying from his perspective, based on what we just talked about, what are some of the softwares and technologies that you know, he's used in his construction business that have done these things and check those boxes? So, Yasser, over to you to round out our discussion. Sure, absolutely. I, I, can, I can talk a little bit about, as a, as a point of view, a builder, general contractor, there are some technologies that we use for our website, for our um, basically communication with our customers. And, uh, and managing our project, managing fi our financing. Um, those are all good in terms of the uh, construction contractor business or general contractor business. But what I wanted to, what I'm excited about, there are some new products that new services or software or technologies that um, I've seen uh, suppliers have started to adopting. And, and those are really exciting. One of the, uh, one of the most exciting one for me is Go4. Uh, that is a, that allows these suppliers to get the material to me quickly at the job site, and and it, I'm I'm really thankful to these guys. Uh, smallest startup tech companies out of Canada that has started this, and they're rolling it out in in the US too. So those are the things that is coming up in the construction industry. Not as specifically something that I can adopt, but I'm sure. Material suppliers can can adopt, 
and then their customer us as their customers will benefit from that uh more importantly they would be able to attract most car more customer grow their business faster and scale their business and create a unique customer experience in a commodity in a lot of cases in a commodity market how do you differentiate your product how do you differentiate your services and that's where these technologies are heading toward us and um mark you brought up salesforce and hubspot and all of those good tools that a lot of tech companies use but construction industry they don't have that human resource and tech technology savvy users to adopt those what i'm interested and excited about going forward is the technologies that are coming to the construction industry and designed for small businesses who don't have a back office who don't have 10 people managing software who don't have a big it team who are maybe like contractor business like us they are on the go um or they don't have tech savvy they don't have tech savvy users so there are technologies coming toward us that helps us to adopt um technologies that are designed for people in this industry as as manufacturers of material suppliers distributor retailers of the construction material and and as we go down the supply chain general contractors and subcontractors and i think those are the things that are going to make a big difference in our life and it's going to make this industry uh, efficient and that at the end of the day those are going to adopt uh, those who adopt to these changes that are coming up are those who are going to be successful it could be very small businesses who can adopt to the change and always has been historically in any industry that you look at smaller businesses were were able, those who were able to adopt these technologies and move forward they have been successful and i think we are we are seeing the same thing in construction industry that has been a bit behind on other industry when it comes to adopting technology and, and yasser it's that passion that you have as a small business ceo and the things we've talked about this thematic approach of knowing the product knowing your customer and having a burning desire to solve this real problem and you know i would just close out mark and say right the influence of a great teacher can never be erased and the work you've done as you said at the very beginning in the first segment you know four decades of experience helping businesses kind of transform and imparting this wisdom and and speaking with with teams across you know the country and um that are navigating these trends so thank you so much for your time and yasser as always thank you for your insights and guidance the work you're doing at linkpal and hope to do more of these and ideally mark maybe even in person sometime soon we love it we we love it i'm jealous you're uh, here there in new york uh, i can't wait to get back there and we'll we'll be waiting for you and welcome <laughs> you here when the time's right and there's a lot of new building going on just to awesome. keep it in the back of your mind it's <laughs> good good to so hear thank you gentlemen and have a wonderful thank rest you. of the day thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe for more episodes like this For more information on Construction Pals podcast and LinkPal, please visit linkpal.com.